Welcome to Zichud Dov Siman Memory of Ram Goldar, and today Mosecha Sukkah, Daf Lamed Zayin, the third parak, Ruh Hagazel. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, on the bottom of Daf Lamed Vav Amad Beis, a brace was brought that stated, "Pesukas Teshu, Sukkah shall call Davar Divir Remer." Remer says the pasuk in Sukkahs you shall dwell refers to a Sukkah whose chach is made of anything. Rabbi Yudah says, "Ain Sukkah no Hegas El Ba'arba Minim Shibulav." The mitzvah of Sukkah pertains only with a Sukkah whose chach is made of one of the dolls, meaning based on the Kavach Homer. If even the mitzvah of luv, which does not apply by night as it does by day, applies only with the dalad meaning, and concerning a sukkah which applies by night as it does by day, all the more so it should be fulfilled with schach that's made of one of the dalad meaning. So they said to Rabbi Yehuda, Kol din din. Any kavachomer that you advance with the intent to be more machmir, but whose end results in a kula is not an admissible kavachomer. For according to you, if one cannot find schach from the dalad meaning, he will not be able to fulfill the mitzvah. And the Pasuk states, yamin. In sukkahs you shall dwell for seven days, which implies sukkah shall call davar, in a sukkah made from anything. In addition, it says in Ezra that the Jewish people were told to make sukkahs with branches of olive leaves, pine needles, in addition to the dal meaning. The Gemara answers that Rabbi Yudah holds the other species were only for the defanos, the walls. Pointing to the Gemara cites a number of Rabbah's rulings. Concerning the hadas that's designated for the mitzvah, it's forbidden to smell it on sukkahs, but concerning the esrog designated for the mitzvah, one is permitted to smell it on sukkahs. So what's the reason? With respect to hadas, which normally stands to be used for smelling, when one sets it aside for the mitzvah, he sets it aside from the use of smelling. Rush explains that the prohibition is derived through the analogy to the sukkah, the chal shem shemai malatze sukkah. The word is consecrated for the mitzvah of sukkah may not be used for other purposes. But with respect to the esrog, which normally stands to be used for eating, when one sets it aside for the mitzvah, he set it aside from the use of eating, but did not set it aside from the use of smelling. And point number three, the next mission discusses when the nanuim, the waving of the lulav is done. The Gemara explains the symbolism of waving in various directions for the Ishtei Alechem, Ushnei Kivsei Atzeres, which Ravah says applies to the lulav as well. Rabbi Yochanan said, One extends them outward and then brings them inward for the sake of the one whom the four directions of the world are his. One raises them up and lowers them down for the sake of the one whom the heavens and the earth are his. And as Israel they taught, one extends them outwards and brings them inwards in order to ward off harmful winds. One raises them up and lowers them down to ward off damaging dews. On the top of the next stuff, Rabbi Yossi Bar Avinim, some say, Rabbi Yossi Bar Zavila said, this tells us, that even the residual part of the mitzvah can prevent a punishment, for the waving is a shiari mitzvah, and yet it wards off harmful winds and dews. When doing the Nanuim, Rav Akhbar Yaakov used to say, Dengir be'enedisitna. This is an arrow in the eye of the Satan. But the Gemara says this is not a proper practice. Because Satan may come to provoke him to sin. So once again, the three topics are number one. On the bottom of the Lamed Vav Amabes Abrais was brought that stated, Pasukas Teshu, Sukkah Shokodavar Dibir Mer. But Mer says the Pasuk in Sukkahs you should dwell refers to a Sukkah whose Chach is made of anything, provided it's Kudu Karka, and it's not Makabotuma. Rabbi Yudah said, Ain Sukkah no Hagas Elba Arba Minim Shabalulah. The mitzvah sukkah pertains only with the sukkah's chach is made of one of the dal, meaning based on the kavach homer. If even the mitzvah of lua, which does not apply by night as it does by day, applies only with the dal, meaning, then concerning a sukkah which applies by night as it does by day, all the more so it should be fulfilled with the schach that is made of one of the dal, meaning. They said to Rabbi Yehuda, Any kavach homer that you advance with the intent to be more machmir, but whose end results in a kula is not an admissible kavach homer. 
For according to you, if one cannot find schach from the Dal Minim, he'll not be able to fulfill the mitzvah. And the Pasuk states, For seven days, which implies sukkah shall call davar, a sukkah made from anything. In addition, it says in Ezra that the Jewish people were told to make sukkahs with branches of olive leaves, pine needles, in addition to the Dal Minim. The Gemara answers that Rebuta holds the other species were only for the defanos, the walls. Point number two, the Gemara cites a number of Rabba's rulings. Hadash shal mitzvah asil riachbo, esrog shal mitzvah mutil riachbo. Concerning the hadas that is designated for the mitzvah, it's forbidden to smell it on sukkahs. But concerning the esrog designated for the mitzvah, one is permitted to smell it on sukkahs. So what's the reason with respect to hadas, which normally stands to be used for smelling? When one sets it aside for the mitzvah, he sets it aside from the use of smelling. Rashi explains that the prohibition is derived through the analogy to the sukkah, the chal shem shemayim sukkah. The wood is consecrated for the mitzvah sukkah and may not be used for other purposes. But with respect to the esrog, which normally stands to be used for eating, when one sets it aside for the mitzvah, he set it aside from the use of eating, but did not set it aside from the use of smelling. In point number three, the next mission discusses when the nanuim, the waving the lulav, is done. The Gemara explains the symbolism of waving in various directions for the shteilechem yishnei kivsei atzeres, which Rav says applies to the lulav as well. Rav Yochanan said, One extends them outward and then brings them inward for the sake of the one whom the four directions of the world are his. One raises them up and lowers them down for the sake of the one whom the heavens and the earth are his. In Eretz Yisrael, they taught, One extends them outwards and brings them inwards in order to ward off harmful winds. One raises them up and lowers them down to ward off damaging dews. On the top of the next stop, Rabbi Yossi bar and some say Rabbi Yossi Bar-Zavila said, This tells us, That even the residual part of the mitzvah can prevent punishment, for the waving is a shiari mitzvah, and yet it warms off harmful winds and dews. When doing the Nanuim, Rav Akhar Yaakov used to say, this is an arrow in the eye of the Satan. But the Gemara says that this is not a proper practice, because Satan may come to provoke him to sin. Alright, so now we got our Simber Lamed Zayn, and our standard simon is laser tag. Laser tag. So here goes. The laser tag champ, hiding out in the sukkah, with a dog meaning schach, zapped his rival as he was sniffing a hadas, and kept the enemy team at bay by waving his laser gun back and forth. Once again, slow motion. The laser tag champ, laser tag champ, that must be more duff, Lamed Zion. The laser tag champ, hiding out in the sukkah, with the dollop meaning schach, which reminds us, Malkos, remember whether schach can be made of anything that grows from the ground, and it's not Makabotuma, or it must come from the dollop meaning. Rebuta brings the Kavakomer for the Mitzvah of Luv. If the Luv, which only applies by day, comes to the dollop meaning, Kavakomer to the sukkah, which applies in the day and the night, that it should come for the dollop meaning. So they said to Rabbi Yehuda, Any kavachomer that you advance with the intent to be more machmer, but whose end results in a kula, is not an admissible kavachomer. For according to you, if one cannot find schach in the dal meaning, he will not be able to fulfill the mitzvah. And the Pasuk says, For seven days. So the laser tag champ, hiding out in the sukkah, with the dal meaning schach, zapped his rival as he was sniffing a hadas. Which reminds the Gemara cites a number of Rabbah's rulings. Hadas shall mitzvah asil arichbo, esrog shall mitzvah mutil arichbo. Concerning the hadas that's designated for the mitzvah, it's forbidden to smell in sukkahs, but concerning the esrog, 
designated for the mitzvah, one is permitted to smell it on sukkahs. So what's the reason? With respect to hadas, which normally stands to be used for smelling, when one sets it aside for the mitzvah, he sets it aside from the use of smelling. And Rashi explains that the prohibition is derived through the analogy of the sukkah. The chal shem shemaimah, that's a sukkah. The wood is consecrated for the mitzvah of sukkah and may not be used for other purposes. But with respect to the esrog, which normally stands to be used for eating, when one sets it aside for the mitzvah, he set it aside from the use of eating. But he didn't set it aside from the use of smelling. So the laser tag champ hiding out in the sukkah with the dalit meaning schach zapped his rival as he was sniffing a hadas and kept the enemy team at bay by waving his laser gun back and forth. Which reminds us, Gamora explains the symbolism of the waving the lure back and forth and up and down. So once again, the laser tag champ hiding out in the sukkah with the dalit meaning schach zapped his rival as he was sniffing a hadas and kept the enemy team at bay by waving his laser gun back and forth. All right, now it's time for a four-block back Chazorah. So the Simmer Daf is a peg leg pirate. So here goes. The peg leg pirate, peg leg pirate, that must be run Daf Lamad Gimel. The peg leg pirate who got angry after he clipped off the top of the Hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantiv, which reminds us, Rabbi Yirmi asked what the luck is if the top of the Hadas was clipped off before Yantiv and a date grew on it during Yantiv. Yesh Dichwi ate some mitzvahs or Is there a permanent rejection in regard to mitzvahs or not? The concept of Dichwi, which applies in regard to Kachim, is that once an object is disqualified from use in a specific service, it is permanently rejected, even if the reason for disqualification ceases to exist. The Gemara asks why Rabbi Yirmi is uncertain since the case in regarding Kitsui Dam implies Ein Dichwe Eitzel Mitzvahs there is no permanent rejection in regard to mitzvahs. The Gemara said that Rabbi Yirmiya was inquiring whether Ein Dichwe Eitzel Mitzvahs apply only to Chumras such as in the case of Kitsui Dam or even what leads to a Kula such as the Hadas case. The Gemara leaves it as a take but later resolves part of the question. So the peg-leg pirate got angry after he clipped off the top of the Hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantiv got distracted pulling off all its berries to eat. Which reminds us, the Gemara questions Rabbi Yezabar Shimon who holds that one may pluck berries off a Hadas on Yantiv. But one is thereby repairing a Kliyan Yantav. Ravashi answered that we're dealing with a case where one plucked the berries for the purpose of eating them. Rebbe Shimon holds like his father who said, is mutter. When the Gemara objects, because Abai and Rebbe both said Rebbe Shimon concedes that one is chayv in a case of Psik Yamus, it answers that we're dealing with a case of De'ezli Hoshana Achrisi, where the person has another Hoshana with which he can do the mitzvah. Since it's irrelevant to him whether this hadas is valid, plucking the berries is not considered a repair. So the peg-leg pirate got angry after he clipped off the top of the hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantiv, got distracted pulling off all its berries to eat, that a ship got grounded in a willow brook. Which reminds us we learned many dim of rubbers from the Pasuk of Arve Nacho. The term brook willows refers to a rubbers that grow by brook. Another pshat is Sha'ale Shala Mashuch that's a type of rubber whose leaf is elongated like a brook. And the plural form of Arve Nacho teaches that rubbers are not only kosher if they grow by a brook, but they're also kosher if they grow in fields and mountains. And Abushul said Arve Shtaim, the plural form of a rubbers implies two rubbers are required, one for the Luv and the other one for the Mikdash to encircle the Mizbeach with the rubbers each day of Sukkot. The Rabban hold that the mitzvah of rubbers in the Mikdash is Halacha, Lamosh Misinai. Daf Lamadal, so the Simmer Daf Lamadal is a ladder. So here goes. The ladder, ladder, that must be on Daf Lamadal. The ladder covered in white stemmed and rounded leaf tzapsifa with serrated edges, which reminds us the term Arve Nacho refers to Aravos that grow by a brook and excludes tzapsifa which grow among the mountains. The more brings a bright that distinguishes between Arava and tzapsifa. The Arava, its stem is red and its leaf is elongated and the edge of its leaf is smooth. The tzapsifa, its stem is white, its leaf is rounded and the edge of its leaf is serrated like a sickle. 
So the latter, covered in white-stemmed and rounded leaf, tzapsava, with serrated edges, had three adasim on the third rung, two arabas on the second rung, and a luav on the first rung. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah brings about Chokas Tanam regarding how many of each species must be taken. Rabbi Shmuel holds that one must take three adasim, two arabas, one luav, and one esrog. Rabbi Kiva says that just as only one luav and one esrog are required, so too only one hadas and one arava are required. A Bryce states that Rabbi Shmuel said, pre eights hadar teaches that one esrog is a required amount. Kapos Tamar refers to one luav since kapos is written without the vav. The three words of anaf eights av allude to the three Hadassim, and Arve Nachal refers to two Aravos. So the latter covered in white-stemmed and rounded leaf tzatzifa, with serrated edges, had three Hadassim on the third rung, two Aravos on the second rung, and a Luv on the first rung, with the Esrog all alone on the side. Which reminds us, in the same Bryce, Rebel Yazar said that one might have thought that the Esrog should be tied together with the other three species in one bundle. Since the Pusik says pre eights Hadar, Kapos tomorrow, and without the connecting letter Vav, this teaches that the Esrog is not bundled with the other species. And how do we know that the Dalad Minim are Ma'ak of one another? That if one takes only three of the four meaning, he has completely failed to fulfill the mitzvah? The Torah therefore teaches, And you shall take, which indicates that it should be a complete taken. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yezer expounds as, And you shall take completely. So the Simmer Daflam and Hay is a children's choir singing, La, la, la. So here goes. The pre eights Hadar Children's Choir, Children's Choir, that must be more Duff, Lamed Hay, La La La. The pre eights Hadar Children's Choir, comprised of kids of different ages, dressed up as Srogim, singing in a tree, which reminds us that we have four different shots regarding the Pasaka pre eights Hadar. Either it's Shatama eights Kadama pre, or read it as Hadir, that the Esrog tree is like a corral, in that the new fruits arrive when the older fruits are still on the tree, because an Esrog is different from other fruits, in that it can be on the tree for a number of years, or Altikra Hadar el Hadar, Shadar bi Ilana that it dwells on the tree from year after year, or Altikra Hadar el Idar, which is Greek for water, since the Esrog tree relies upon both rainfall and irrigation. So the pre eights Hadar children's choir, comprised of kids of different ages, dressed up as Esrogim, singing in a tree, wouldn't let the kid in the Orla Esrog costume, which reminds us that there are two reasons given for why an Esrog of Orla is puzzle, either because it has no Heter Achila, or it doesn't have a Din Mamon, since Orla is Asubana and would not fulfill little Kaktimochem. Now, while the Gemara says that everybody agrees that an Esrog requires a Heter Achila, there is a disagreement whether it requires a Din Mamon. The Nafkamina is my Sushani eaten in Yushalayim, according to Rabbi Meir. While it does have a Heter Achila, since it's in Yushalayim, it does not have a Din Mamon, according to Rabbi Meir, because according to Rabbi Meir, my Shushani is Mamon Gavoa, it belongs to the Most High, and not considered the money of the owner. So the pre eights Hadar Children's Choir, comprised of kids of different ages, dress up as Esrogim, singing in a tree, wouldn't let the kid in the Orla Esrog costume, and the one who broke his pitam join them. Which reminds the Mishnah said, Nitl Pitmaso Asr, if the pitam is removed, it is Asr because it's Chaser, it's deficient. Rabbi Yitzhak ben Elazar brought a brightsa with the reading Nitla Buchnaso, its pestle was removed. This reading reflects the fact that the pitam is pointed and its shape resembles that of a pestle. Rabbi Yitzhak ben Elazar informs us that the Esrog is puzzle only if the base of the pitam is missing, but not if the bud is missing. So the Simmer is a Lulav. So here goes. The embarrassed merchant who sold 36 Lulavim, 36 Lulavim, that must be run Daf Lamed Vav, 36. The embarrassed merchant who sold 36 Lulavim with what turned out to be Trefus Rogim, which reminds us, Rava inquired, What is the luck of the signs of a Trefa appeared in an Esrog, if its flesh is dissolved, but the inner pockets containing the seeds are intact? Perhaps in the case of a lung, where the bronchial tubes are still intact, since the external atmosphere doesn't impact on it for the lung isn't closed within the body, that even though the flesh has dissolved, it can regenerate, and that's why the animal is not a trefa. 
But here in the case of the esrog, the external atmosphere does impact on it, and it inevitably rots once the flesh has dissolved, and since it doesn't regenerate, the esrog is puzzled. Or perhaps there is no difference between the lung and the esrog. The Gemara's attempt to resolve the question is not successful. So the embarrassed merchant who sold 36 loving with what turned out to be trefes rogim replaced them with this rogim that looked like water wheels, which reminds us there was stayed in a brice a gadu betfus puzzle. If one grew the esrog in a mold and it formed like another species, it's puzzle. Rabbi said that they taught this only when one formed an esrog like another species. But if one shaped like its own form, it's kosher. The Gemara's that's obvious, the price is stipulated like another species, and answers the rubber statement was necessary concerning a case where the esrog was fashioned with many planks, which refers to a mold that caused the esrog to grow in the shape of a water wheel, with numerous broad spokes emerging from a central core. Rubber teaches that this is considered a normal form of esrog. So the embarrassed merchant who sold 36 loving with what turned out to be trefes rogim, replaced him with esrogim that looked like water wheels, and gave each person a free egged, from one of the dull meaning. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Rebuto holds, We may not bind the Lula bundle except with its own kind. Whereas Rebmer holds, We may bind it even with one thread. Rabbi says Rebuto's reasoning is that he holds that the Lula requires bundling with the other species as part of the mitzvah. Rashi explains that since the Eged is required, whatever is joined in the bundle, even as a wrapping, is considered an inherent part of the mitzvah. Therefore, if one uses a fifth material, he will violate a baltosif, the prohibition of adding to a mitzvah. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham, Zichur, wishing you a great day and great learning.